Since the dawn of time, man has reached to obtain that which seemingly lies just beyond his grasp. Reason, enlightenment, understanding. It is said that the game of basketball can provide this fulfillment, but only to those who devote themselves to its principles, to a higher purpose, to end smart basketball. Howdy, fellow basketballers. I'm I'm wondering if it's if it's a tad of a hyperbole, but I'm 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 kind of I'm kind of questioning uh, that it's it's not hyperbole when I say that the the NBA All Star Game that was played yesterday. We're recording this on the 17th Monday. The All Star Game ended about 24 hours ago, and I'm going to go ahead and say that that was the most exciting or impressive both displays of basketball that I've seen. In the last, uh, I mean, I'm going to go with the last 10 years. I, I mean, we've seen some pretty good uh, finals games in the last 10 years. But as far as just the sheer like level of play in a, in a given game, I, I'm going to go with that's, that's the best that I've seen in, in the, the last 10 years. And I'm, I've actually struggled to think of the last time I thought that this was the, the best game that I've seen in the while. I, I disagree. You, 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 you went too far there. Did I go you went too far? Too far. Well, where, where, like, where, where do you go? Uh, what's the, what's, 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 what's better than this? Are you gonna go? Are you thinking finals? Cavs. Finals for sure. Cavs Warriors. Yeah, that was that was much better. I think. I think. Any finals? More or less. I think. I, I like. I wouldn't call the quality of play that high. To be honest, it was just, it was like frenetic down the stretch, and it was, um, I don't know. Like there, there wasn't really great ball movement necessarily. I mean, it was fun to watch because it was so. They they were so into it, and like I said, it was frenetic. They were all over the place, like trying to run guys off the line, not give up the three. But but again, quality of play wise, it wasn't that wasn't that great. Really, yeah. I mean, okay, so I'm I'm, I'm going to modify it. Maybe the game wasn't obviously the game wasn't the whole. I'm talking about the last fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, and even so far as to say the last, I can't use the clock as a reference because there was no clock. But like the last thirty points or so, like when it was one, yeah, okay, the last thirty thirty five points, which was equates to a little over the you know half of the fourth quarter. But anyways, it was uh, maybe maybe it was okay. They didn't pass the ball a ton. Ball movement. I didn't know, and honestly, that that was a requirement for entertaining basketball. Oh. I mean, I, I a high a I high level mind of watching play some good, Okay, I don't mind watching some some good ball movement. But I guess why why don't again. I'm not saying this is the only feature of the W or, or, or the women's game, but why don't you watch more of the women's game if you're into ball movement? Don't go there. Not to, not tonight. Don't do this to me. Tonight. I, not tonight. Okay. Not tonight. Not tonight. Uh, we'll <laughs> save this for next time. Um. Anyways, and I I really want to just uh, just clarify a little further on my my assessment there. You you I think you're you're limiting this to the fact that the stakes weren't there. Like, what are the stakes in this one? None. I mean, you're talking about charity money. Anybody, you know, it's $100,000. Uh, it's money to somebody, but that money's going to happen no matter who. Like, you can almost guarantee someone's going to reach out and probably give both charities the same amount of money. So there's not really any risk involved, right? So the stakes just aren't high enough for you? Is that is that what you need? I mean, that's par- that's certainly part of it. I just, I, I think it was fun to watch, but it wasn't... It wasn't great basketball. I don't think anybody would would say it was. That's that's relatively sane. Okay, so how often because you're saying it and you're not so How often do you see where every player on the floor is 
in most games, the, the, you know, they're, they're going to be the top two players on the floor. But in this game, they may be only the 10th best player on the floor. Like, you just... True. When's when you can't say that ever? I mean, even in like the in in, in the Olympics, you're gonna get. Uh, we can go back to the. Like, I mean, what was the best Olympic team of all time? The the '92 Dream Team. Sure. Right? Sure. Okay. So at at some, at some point in the game, you had the five best players probably in the world on the on the floor, for one team. But the other team wasn't really cutting the. Like there weren't the European teams weren't quite as good as they are today. I, I just I'm not, I'm not seeing. Yeah. Oh, we just haven't seen that level of play, that level of where it's competitive. Either the All Star Game has always been. There's been, ne- there's never been defense. I guess what I'd like to say is that there's never been defense played in these games, and we saw it last night. We saw multiple occasions where Giannis uh, was guarding uh, both LeBron <laughs> and and Anthony Davis, yes. and they were playing. They weren't, they weren't fucking around. Like they right. were. They were going for it, and and that one block, uh, the block shot that Giannis Giannis had on LeBron, um, yeah, was was one of the greatest. I mean, that needs to happen way more. Like, well, we just we we might see that in the finals a a couple of times where they're going at it it like that. But true. But we'll but we'll have it with other guys on the floor who are uh, you know not all stars. Like they're good players. I mean, I think uh, I'm trying to think of. I was just gonna say, I think I think what I'll give you is that. There were moments like that that Giannis block on LeBron, where where that was an insanely high level of play between two of the best players, if not the best players, depending on your uh, depending on your outlook in the world um, that sure. you won't see otherwise. But I just think like overall, you can't say like the team basketball there was amazing, but it was fun to watch. I, I loved it. I loved it, Zach. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it wasn't. There was, I mean, the team component wasn't amazing, but at the same time, there were a, a, a fine variety of actually, you know, pretty impressive uh, alley oops made. And I mean, all, all jokes aside, um, you know, those those still require even when they're not playing defense in you know the first three and a half quarters. So let me um, let me ask you about the uh, the Elam ending. How'd you feel about it? Do you think do you think that's yeah, no, why we, it was we, a good? We, do you think that's why it was a great ending, or was it more of the charity money? Right. Well, yeah. So let's imagine this were a regular season game. I have to think that the teams would still be trying equally as hard because we see we see this level of effort in a regular season game. Usually, I mean, right. maybe not. I mean, I guess it's hard to say because we've never seen a. This is the first time where you get ten again. I keep going falling back to this. Ten players on the floor who you can arguably say are the ten best players in the world, right? And they are playing in the in the most competitive environment that's been afforded to them. You just have never seen that before. Even if it again, even if they're just playing for charity money. So, <laughs> I hate to fall back to that, but that, that's just where I keep going. I'm laughing because um, this guy, what's his name, Nick Elam. Um, I'm reading yeah. an interview on Slate.com with him, and. Um, uh, one of his quotes here that that makes me laugh and also makes me want to punch him in the face um, is that he says it's very important for me that I ultimately am recognized as the originator of the format. Oh goodness, <laughs> I, that's that's amigo. That guy, that's great. I didn't that know that guy is a piece of work. And let's be—he might be he. he... 
What's that? I said, let's be honest. The the format has some flaws, right? Like it's not the best format. Well, ever. so let's talk about the we've we've, and we've already kind of covered why. I mean, I guess you, you know you you asked the question: Did was the game a re- excitable because a result of the the format? And I think, I think yeah, I think absolutely. It it was. Um, I guess you could. I, I don't know. I just it's hard to see. We've because we've every every other all uh, all star game has had I guess no stakes. You know maybe we need to have a game where there's no stakes, with <laughs> the Elam ending, right? And that'll answer our question. I suppose. I think so. What I like about it obviously is that, um, like you don't have guys dribbling just to run the clock out, right? Like there's no there's no benefit to that. So it eliminates that. That's a huge plus. That is a huge plus, big time. Big plus. time con that the game can end on a free throw. I don't think that's great, especially when it's a. a okay, so you went right to the worst. You went right <laughs> to the worst part of the, the game last night, which it was pretty. It you know it was a letdown, but at the same time it was still kind of exciting. And even you know especially he missed the first one, made it even that much better. But I could see, um, I mean games don't often end on free throws these days, and and I don't know. Uh, it would almost surely likely that rate would rise with the uh, the current format. Your we kind of talked about this yesterday during the uh, or after the game that they should have uh, the the there should be like a margin of victory required. I mean, I think we agreed on was it six? Well, we were debating. I think I I like six. I, I could see I could see the argument for either five or seven as well, to be honest. But. I think seven seems too much unless you uh, shorten the. I mean, there's lots of. You don't want to end up with a game that ends after. Uh, that's another problem too. Is the game would end after? Well, but I guess you could institute the way they did tonight, where the first three quarters are timed, and then the final final quarter. Yeah, is untimed. I think you'd have. That would, right, uh, I think you'd have to. Yeah, and I think I don't think it'd be that much different from like a, a multiple overtime game. I mean. You know. One would hope. Yeah, one would hope that it wouldn't. Uh, because it's harder to get into an overtime where it's not so hard to just keep the game close. Right. Fair. Generally. I mean, it depends on all the Fair. difference in skill, obviously. But, yeah. Uh, as much fun as, a, you know, a good eight overtime game. Like, what's the, the most overtimes you can remember in a game? Was it that uh, Big East yeah, game uh, was, several years that, ago? That's the one that comes Jerry to Jerry McNamara. That, was that seven overtimes? I think so, yeah. It was, it was at least five or six. It was... Uh, that game was insane. Uh, I wonder when. Like, let's see. I, like, was that was that ten years ago? I'm trying to remember when that game was. Uh, looks. I'll let, I'll let you look it yeah. up. What's your guess, though? I was gonna say like 2008, 2009. So you're going 13 years ago? Yeah, I'm gonna say that. Funny that 2009. The 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 headline on this game from from or, uh, on this report from Bleach Report: Syracuse UConn, the greatest college basketball game ever played. <laughs> Six overtimes. All right. Yeah, I would agree. Which I watched it live. Really? Greatest, greatest basketball game ever played. College basketball game. I watched I, it live. That's why. So it was six overtimes, right? It was yeah. six. Yeah. Anyway, I think. Uh, I think. Ago. I think. I think the Nick Elam can can go to hell for the fact that he thinks it's very important that he's recognized. Maybe he should be recognized. As the originator of a, a seriously flawed format that allows referees to determine almost every close game. Yeah, that was the uh, I think uh, you know 
I think in an all-star game, I think the refs, I think the refs would treat it differently in a regular game. I think because it was an all-star game, the refs were hamming it up. I mean, they were they were trying to be the stars of the game, and in, in some spots they were. There was the <laughs> the one uh, away from the ball call, the, yeah. uh, really towards the. I think it was one fifty four, one fifty three, if I'm not mistaken, where there was an away from the ball call on on the offense on on Team Giannis. Yeah, I forget who it was, but the referee really got into it. He uh, he does a little uh, <laughs> the I'm not shuffle sure what, like the. He the, shuffled. The shuffle, yeah. yeah, the one the one foot shuffle with the fist out. Yeah. Just really letting it rip. <laughs> he was really into that call. And that was a big call. I mean, it was a they hadn't been calling hardly any offensive calls all night. They made they did finally call the uh, a couple of uh, charges, one on uh, Kawhi against Lowry, that was memorable yep. uh late in the game. And then the one on uh, Harden, um the push off on Lowry, Lowry as, well. I as well. I think Lowry was really involved. He was defensively. Um, and, yeah, he well, and he, there was a no call earlier. I, I don't. I think it was uh, was it LeBron uh, going over, rolling over uh, Lowry, and, and LeBron, he, he took it, and there was a good no call there. True. Mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Anyway, so so yeah, the refs really uh, they really maximized the drama. They didn't really get the, the call. They didn't always get it right, but it was it seemed to always be the right call to get. Like more, like just to get squeeze as much excitement and drama out of it. Right. I just, I yeah. I just think that if you have, if you have that target score. I mean, everyone knows the score, and that means, like the refs. On one hand, they don't want to call fouls, and I guess it's similar to the end of a game situation, but it's, it's heightened, every time. Which I don't think is the stakes are just so high. Which I don't, yeah, even I don't in, think is a good a, thing for refs, to be honest. And yeah, and, yeah. In a, in a timed game, there can always be another play because there could be overtime or, or right. whatnot. In the, in this situation, it can be over, and there's no there's no follow up. K. And I think that's where the having an additional margin of victory really really helps out the the referee there. If nothing can, else, can we call that the um, can we brand that like the smart basketball ending and then stick it to Nick Elam? That's a good idea. Uh, has, have we have you looked into this? Is this something you've researched? That has anybody like come together with a, a margin of victory Elam ending? Uh, I don't know. Let's find out. Okay, I'll let you I'll let you Google that while I uh, I talk some more about this. Um, the other, I think the other uh, at least for the All Star game, and I, I actually question whether the NBA will do this next year this format because of the risk of injury. Like these guys were going all out uh, on defense, which means more likely to get hurt, more likely guys are trying harder. I mean, you saw Giannis was uh, diving for a loose ball out of bounds. Remember that play? I do. That was not a good good idea at all. So when you couple that with the uh, the offensive fouls that are you know taken, it felt like a college game out there. And then with the, the size and the speed of these guys, it's just a matter of time before someone gets hurt. And I, I just... You know, is the NBA willing to gamble on this? I tweeted this out yesterday. No one, it got no. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was one of my better tweets. Where you know, is the NBA willing to gamble on on player health for an All Star game? It's a pretty reasonable question. You would think. Thank you. Thanks for thanks for. I would have engaged in it if I wasn't, uh, you know, a guy who didn't use Twitter that much. But anyway. No, yeah, you don't use Twitter. You were surprised to see uh, that I was following somebody. I don't even know who it was because um, he must have logged in for the first time in the last three months and noticed that I followed some people. Correct. Keith, was it um, Keith Smith? So what'd your, I don't remember. Whatever. 
I don't remember who. I think he's just an NBA reporter. I don't remember why I follow him. Probably because he. I like to follow people who who cover the women's game. It's it, it allows me to to kind of keep up on on free agent news. Um, that's a whole that's a whole other topic altogether. We'll talk about next time. We're going to talk about WNBA free agency, and it's not what you think it is. Um, but we're going to talk about that next time. Um, did you find anybody? Has anybody um, invented the concept of a margin of victory? Elamending? Um, no. What I what I found so far is that Elam himself uh, has recommended that um, if the NBA did this, they would add uh, eight points to the leading score. No, I'm sorry, seven points at the last media timeout, coming at the first dead ball after the three minute mark. So if you, they they would add seven points to what? I, sorry, so so if it's that. like if it's one ten to one o five, and there's a dead ball at you know with two and a half minutes left, they add seven points so the first team to one seventeen wins. Oh, okay. So that's just the the sort of the target score generation. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, okay. Yeah, I just uh, I don't know. I. I it doesn't really. Uh, I feel like that we've invented it. We'll. Uh, I'll publish this, and we will. We'll start up a website. We'll call it the Smart Basketball Elam Ending. Is it? Are we going to call it the Smart Basketball Elam Ending? Or are we going to call it the Smart Basketball Ending? The Smart Basketball Ending for sure. We don't need. Okay. We don't need Elam. No Elam reference. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it has nothing to do with him. This is a better. Does he better way of doing it? Is he on Twitter? Nick Elam. Is he on Twitter? Uh, probably. Well, I need him to be on Twitter. That would be oh, Elam. <laughs> Of course, at Elam ending. <laughs> this is this is absolute man. He only has nine hundred followers. At Smart Basketball ending. Well, this, yeah. <laughs> he this is obviously a, an account he created for the sole purpose of pushing his his ending. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of my enemy now, or collective enemy, I should say. Who is your who is your uh, your arch rival before you, you met Nick Elam or knew of Nick Elam's uh, existence? Was it? I'm trying to think of uh, was it Pat Ford? Bill Barnwell. Um, Bill Barnwell. Okay, Bill Barnwell. That's an easy one. But he didn't block you on Twitter yet, right? I think he did. He did block you finally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's blocked both yeah, of us. I'm pretty okay. sure. <laughs> uh... Um. The other thing I I, I want to keep talking about the All Star Game. It's again uh, I'm 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 convinced it was one of the greater sporting events that I've watched in the, in the last the last ten years roughly. Not just basketball sporting event. Um, what was confusing is the way that that they sort of displayed the on screen scoring graphic. Did you catch that? Do you know no. what I'm talking about when I when I say no, that? I don't actually. So I'll send you a quick screenshot and I'll um, obviously I will uh, tweet this out because tweeting this out to to people is what I do. Um, they, they tried to sort of list and keep up to date on the running t- a quarter score or a winners. So they had quarters one colon first above uh, Team LeBron. Oh, yeah. And then they had a space, yes. and then they had tie, which is presumably where a third would be if, if they had won a third. So it was just kind of awkwardly presented. I'm not sure how, they, how, how it should be done. I'm, I'm not here to prevent, pre- present solutions. But I am here to, to say that this was awkwardly presented, and they could. Well, I think, I, yeah, perhaps do it. I better. think the whole, the whole concept of 
like the points just literally adding up throughout the game um, was not really creative enough. Like I, I didn't mind the fact that they were splitting it up so they could award each quarter's winner for charity. But it was a charity concept. But like I would have preferred to see like uh, winning a quarter is worth five points no matter how much you won it by. You know what I mean? So like ensure that the fourth quarter was going to be relatively close no matter what. Rather than just adding up the running tally of points in each quarter. Okay. <laughs> I could get into that. I mean, why not? I don't know. I don't. I mean, for an all-star game, right? <clears throat> exactly. Not not for a real game. I mean, they, I think we don't. I mean, there's not really a lot that needs to be done for the all-star game because at the end of the day, it's just an all-star game. And the fact that they've kind of elevated it from one of the least. I mean, any any exhibition game is generally worthless unless you're gambling on it, or you've got a real interest in the player, maybe, or a player in the game. But even then, it's just, you know, it's like watching uh, a dunk competition. I suppose there's not even a lot to that. But when you uh, when you create the environment where you've got guys playing defense, uh, and that's that's always been been like the missing component to these All Star games. That's when it gets it gets good. It's saucy. Yeah, it's a fun game. Fun game. I'm looking at a, uh, a suggestion that was made on Twitter that free throws would remove points from the opponent's score rather than adding to your own score, which I think is stupid because that's just going to result in fouls if... A never-ending, yeah. truly never-ending foul fight. Right, like, I mean, like you're... you're that is you're, the dumbest <laughs> idea. <laughs> you're going to kill somebody, like, if they've got a layup, you're just going to destroy them. It's a, it, yeah, someone <laughs> someone typed that out and didn't really know what they were saying, and then they probably thought about it later. Well, and, this isn't even on Twitter. Some, somebody on CBS picked this up as a suggestion that has made the rounds on Twitter. <laughs> So it's made the rounds on Twitter following the All-Star game, presumably, because that's the hot that, thing that I was talking about. That's correct. Yep. Okay. Man, that's, that's terrible. One of, the, one of my other, and again, I'm going to just keep talking All-Star game here. One of the things that I also was, uh, that kind of popped in my head, I don't know if you caught this, the, the opening of the second half. They, they brought LeBron and Giannis to, the, to half court and interviewed them, both for the TV broadcast and the, the arena. Did you catch that? No, I did not. It was a little awkward because, I mean, you're going to get, you know, cliche, canned answers. No one's going to say anything interesting. Right. I mean, they asked LeBron because they, they were trailing. Uh, they had The reporter had asked LeBron, uh, you know, why they were trailing and, and all, all this and that. And then LeBron gave his answer. Of, well, we need to play more defense or, or do, you know, play run harder or whatever you do uh, in the All-Star game. And then they gave, uh, you know, they, they asked Giannis kind of the same general, you know, worthless questions and and his answers were even more cliched because he's i think as a non a non uh you know non native english speaker um i'm not saying he actually speaks great english for a guy who's from greece like they i was watching the i'm gonna segue here the way i was watching the interview of him from a few years ago with i guess his agent who was was a you know some some greek speaker and they had to put the greek speaker's words on subtitles because you couldn't understand what he was sure. saying. Whereas you can hear and understand what Jonas is saying. Right. Mostly. But he doesn't have maybe the depth of vocabulary yet, and I'm sure he's working on it. I mean, I would I would be an awful any non English speaker, so I you know, he's way ahead of me. 
anyways, it was just kind of a, you know, even more awkward because he just said two very cliched things and they were very repetitive <laughs> about playing hard and whatever else. Of course. And the thought kind of came to me, you know, do do NBA players, do they, do you think NBA players like like Giannis, Giannis as a, as a, as a person, is he fun to be around? Do they respect him, or is he, is he this weirdo outsider because he's, you know, a black guy from Greece? Um, Joel had a comment last night about how, like, even early in the game, how hard Giannis was playing, and uh, his comment was something to the effect of, like, all. I don't think he said all the other guys hate him, but they're like they can't say anything to him because yeah. he he's four and he doesn't get it. So. I'm like, I don't know. Well, but. so he plays... Yeah, no, that's interesting. I actually think there's something to that. Right. But at the same time, he plays as hard as in, in an all-star game like Russell Westbrook. Right, exactly. Used to, anyway. Russ Russ really is kind of... Uh, he didn't do much last night, but yeah. He's not... He's not. Well, he didn't get much playing time. I. He's not what yeah. he once was, but yeah. He's definitely... His career... I mean, he's, he's what, 31, 32 now, right? Is that all? Man, he seems, he seems older. I mean, maybe he's older, but I mean, he's he was uh, he only played one year in college, right, at UCLA. I guess that's true, yeah. And that would have been around twenty oh six, and that's been fourteen years ago. So he's probably roughly thirty one. He 32. is. Anyway, thirty one. Yeah. yeah. Wow. He is. He's on the. I mean, he's still obviously an all star and is really good at playing basketball. But his career is, has reached its peak, and it is on the downslide. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, his those two guys both play really hard in, in these types of all star games, and I don't. I don't, was there was there a uh, kickback on uh, Russell for his play in? Not that I've heard. In these games, not that, not, yeah, I don't no. remember that being the case. But man, he's averaging twenty-seven point two points this year. Wow. Westbrook. That's his. That's his third highest total in his whole career. That doesn't seem right. I mean, that's reasonable. I, he, I'm sure he's still. I mean, I haven't. I have admittedly hardly watched the NBA this season for a variety of reasons, and. I uh, I don't think I've seen the Rockets play once, so I am I'm out of out of touch. I guess uh, yeah okay. I'm just I guess you know he's not he's not averaging a triple double this year, so that maybe that's why I think he's down, like he has for the past three seasons. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, he's not the obviously the only player on the on the roster that can score right. and, and dictate the, exactly uh, the play. They've got a couple other guys on the team that can do that in Houston. Um, are we done with the NBA game? Uh, the the All Star game? Have we have we covered every every base? Am I missing anything? I think we've covered it. Yeah. Um, where else do we want to go? With oh this? wait, one more thing. One more thing. One more thing we should cover is related to how um, uh, the All Star game is just not the forum for Ed's favorite player to to uh, entertain us. Yeah. I mean, this was made. I mean, it was obvious last year. I remember because I think I, I put a small wager on Jokic, uh, Ed's favorite ball player, to win the. Uh, I bet on him uh, last year to win the All Star MVP. At like a, I forget what the odds were. <laughs> it was very clear early on that he was in, in no way going to win <laughs> right. any award because he's he's not cut out to play in these games. I guess I'm not really sure. I guess it's strictly because he's not athletic, right? Because he can't do alley oops. He can pass, but you don't get awards, uh, MVP awards for passing in the All Star. Right, and you got to get up and down the floor a lot quicker than he's able to, like just physically move up and down the floor back and forth, and that's not his not his forte. 
He can throw it down the yeah, floor. It's remarkable that he is as good as he is because he really doesn't have a lot of. There's nothing. The only thing I would say is flashy is his passing, and and he did make actually a couple of decent passes in that game. But he did not really on display. Yeah, he should he should have been in the game when the game was tight. Like he he would have been a better guy to have. That's true. Down the stretch, to to make those passes, yeah. and uh, of course that would require guys moving around, and that really wasn't happening. So <laughs> that's right. It was mostly iso ball. Maybe a screen. Maybe a screen. Maybe he would maybe he would have inspired the game to have been uh, at least the team with the ball to move the ball move move without the ball. That just wasn't happening. A lot of isos. I think it would have been a better better game if Jokic was on the floor at the end, at least. At the end, yeah, yeah. yeah. What else we got? Anything? I'm 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 exhausted on on topics. I mean, I was um, I might stitch in Mike Leach. We recorded a a podcast on uh, Friday last week, and it didn't work out because we only had a, a Skype recording, and that didn't work. Yeah, we need the leech. We need the leech, please. Okay, Mike, let's say you're at a steakhouse. What sides are you ordering at a steakhouse? When I'm at a steakhouse, what sides do I order? Well, you know, you got those PETA activists that probably would love for you to order nothing but sides at a steakhouse, but I'm really one for, you know, you didn't ask me this, but I really love a porterhouse. That's an outstanding cut of meat. You get the filet and the strip in one. It's just utterly outstanding. You can't really beat it. If I'm going to have something to fill myself with sides, I mean, corn is hard to beat. Uh, you got to have a potato, you know, depending on how I'm feeling, maybe a, a scallop potato, uh, uh, mashed potatoes. But mashed potatoes can be hit or miss uh, if you get the right place. I've been to some that have done well, some that haven't. I guess if I got to throw one more in, maybe some asparagus. I don't know. I've got a sneaking suspicion, Mike, that you like pies. What is your go-to when you are selecting a pie? I mean, what kind of pie do I like? I mean, it depends on the time of year. Is it the fall? I mean, you have to go with pumpkin or apples. Those are in season at the time. Uh, Are you in the spring? You probably want something a little bit more light, maybe... I don't know, a springtime pie. I don't even know what that is. A banana cream pie? Is that? I don't know. Really, the summer pie is where it's at, though. You get the berries that are in season. You can get strawberry, what have you, blackberry. Uh, I've been known to have a huckleberry pie from time to time. So really just depends on the time of year and what what you're kind of uh, fancying at the time. Mike, what are your thoughts on the XFL? Yeah, I didn't catch any of the XFL this weekend. I heard it was on and heard something about the kickoff rules. That seems uh, interesting. Maybe I'll I'll check it out. Heard they have a team from Albuquerque. Did I hear that wrong? Maybe. What cities have these uh, these teams in many ways? I don't know. We'll see if I catch it out later or not. Mm-hmm. 